Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Any good stories from the road? By book. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. Rat poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Howdy, y'all. Well, guys, there's really no way to dance around this one today. It's uh, another tough bit of news as we get the development about Jalen Carter's warrant for his arrest and the reported involvement uh, with the fatal crash that took the lives of Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix. So we will uh, get into what we know. There's a lot of speculation out there, and we're not going to do that. We're just going to stick with everything that we know at the moment. And uh, Palmer Toms, you are in Indianapolis. What's the uh, what's the latest out there, man? What do we know? What are we hearing? And what was it like this morning as we saw Jalen um, have his availability scrapped? Yeah, so I was telling Jake a little bit before um, as we were waiting to hop on live, I was saying, you know, we always knew that Jalen was going to be a big deal. Um, I, I went over to his podium. He was at podium one um, was, was how they had it set up. Uh, was there for Andre Carter, the Army linebacker, um, Brian Bercy, uh, the Clemson defensive lineman, and was waiting for Jalen there. Um, after Carter had finished, we – all of a sudden uh, was a long delay 
in um, in the ordeal. Everything had been running very smoothly all day. Um, that's when news broke of Jalen's arrest warrant. Um, Jalen is the subject of the arrest warrant, uh, and that's when all the speculation of is he going to show up, is he not going to show up, um, started. Um, obviously, we end up getting to hear from Brissy, and then uh, no Carter to be found. Um, NFL spokesperson shared with us that there were, um, you know, that as we were waiting on Jalen, uh, you know, is he still in Indy? Is he, um, you know, there was there were mixed word on that. We were told by a spokesperson that he was still in Indy, uh, that he was uh, one of six players that was still undergoing further medical testing. Um, take, take that for what you want. Um, but none of those six players were made available. Um, so needless to say, we did not hear from Jalen Carter until he released a statement um, on social media um, afterwards um, that read the following. He said, uh, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports have also circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15th, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented, there is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Um, so Jalen returned to Athens. Um, as of my last check in the jail log, he had not turned himself in. Um, Mark Schlebaugh said on ESPN Sports Center this afternoon that that may not happen for a few days. Um, but the warrant is out there for his arrest with misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing in connection to the tragic events that took the life of Chandler LaCroix and Devin Willett. All right, uh, Palmer, I'm going to stop the broadcast because something's going wrong. We recorded all that, but no one is watching. Uh, all right, it looks like eight people are in here now. I'm just sorry. I'm like scrambling on the back end here. It's no, I, I, I noticed that too. All right, we're live. It's gone live now. So we'll post this after the fact. I don't know what y'all saw and what you didn't. Welcome in if uh, if if you're just seeing us now. Um, hey, listen, but, I spilled a glass of water all over my desk like two minutes ago. This is uh, – we're off to a rip-roaring start here. So Palmer read the statement that Jalen Carter shared on Twitter, um, and Jalen seems to believe uh, from his statement that he will be exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. That's what he said. Um, look, guys, I, I don't know what's going to happen next for Jalen Carter, what's going to happen next for Georgia. I know a lot of people want to solve those problems. We don't work for Georgia's uh, administration, and we can't solve them. Um, there are ways to go about it and probably to make things a little bit safer, and maybe that means you have to take some car keys away from players. But what I do know is it's just sad, man. It's sad for Devin's family. It's sad for Chandler's family. Um, I don't know what Jalen Carter did. Maybe he panicked in this thing. Maybe we'll learn some facts and details that show that he actually did the right thing, or maybe we'll learn that he did uh, 
panic. I, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what happened. We just know that the the warrant for his arrest was out there. I just uh, I just can't escape uh, how tragic this this is, and these developments don't make it any easier. Not even a little bit. Um, you know, I think most of us. You know, I, I hoped against hope that this wasn't um, alcohol related. Um, obviously, it was. I mean, two and a half times the legal limit is uh, is a lot. Uh, and um, you know, listen, uh, a lot of people have have done that. Um, and uh, honestly, uh, it's it's one of those things, man, where you know she couldn't have paid a steeper price, and it was Chandler Lacroix. Uh, she couldn't pay any steeper of a price. And uh, Devin Willick also paid a price for that as well. And, um, you know, it, there's so many what ifs in this situation and it was senseless. And um, it, it does appear that there is a situation at the University of Georgia. I, I don't think it's a cultural problem. I don't think it's systemic, but I think there is a situation at the University of Georgia where some guys need to learn from this. Um, Jamon Dumas Johnson speeding Jalen Carter, in September, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, at 89 and a 45. Um, listen, I, I, I have a 19-year-old uh, that, that we adopted when he was 15 years old. I think I've said on the, you know, in the show that he had a similar accident, was very lucky not to get injured at all because he didn't hit the light pole. He missed everything and kind of just went off into the woods um, on Halloween night. Um, and I'm so thankful he's still with us. Um, but he's got a, he's got a lead foot. He's got a bad problem with driving like that. I got into a bad car accident when I was 16 because I put my foot on the floor there. When you drive, when you look at insurance rates for, for men under the age of 25, they're astronomical for a reason because, uh, we like to drive like a bat out of hell when we're at that age. We think we're invincible. Yeah. We like um, to do stupid stuff. Yeah. And, and we don't all have NIL deals and NFL draft picks in our future and, championships uh behind us and right i can only imagine how much that stuff compounds he's not the first high profile athlete to get in trouble and you know think that something couldn't happen and we'll see what happens when the facts do come out about what he was actually doing and uh what went wrong but you know it seems like he was there and he was involved somewhat and uh it's unfortunate and there's there's really no way around that i do want to read Kirby Smart's statement as well, because understandably so, a lot of people are calling for accountability on Kirby Smart's account uh, on his side of things. And, you know, I have no doubt that he will step up to that and he'll face that. And it's going to be a hard, long offseason for Kirby Smart uh, to figure out how to solve these problems. But uh, Kirby Smart's statement came out this afternoon, or this morning rather. Uh, the charges announced today are deeply concerning, especially as we are still struggling to cope with the devastating loss of two beloved members of our community. We'll continue to cooperate fully with the authorities while supporting these families and assessing what we can learn from this horrible tragedy. So Wes, and, 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 and I'll, learn. I'll hop in here and, and Kirby does mean that, that they are still mourning. I mean, um, I know we'll get into it, but look at what Nolan Smith and the emotion that he showed today. Um, you know, he wasn't in Athens the night of that. He didn't make the trip back to Georgia um, after after going out to California for the championship game. He stayed out there. And um, today was his first time talking about it. And, I mean, he, he was bawling, crying at, at the podium, talking to us. Um, 
it, I, I would imagine that, that when we hear from Kirby, when we hear um, from players on this, if, if it gets brought up this spring, but it absolutely will get brought up with Kirby this spring. And I would imagine it's going to be emotional. Um, you know, the, the, the legal side of this and the emotional side of this are very much intertwined, but through the actual accident and the, the incident that occurred, but they are very separate in, in terms of the way that it's being handled. Yes, they are being, um, you know, incredibly cooperative with the police. That does not mean that they are not, on the other hand, being still mourning the loss. So um, they, they're doing what they have to do um, legally to, to handle it, but they absolutely are still mourning this. And, and he does mean that when he says it. Um, I am, uh, I'm having some trouble screen sharing, so I'll just, I'll just read you what Nolan Smith said. If you missed the interview and, uh, I can pull it up Wes, if, if you want me to. Yeah. I didn't know if you were allowed you to, to share the screen, but I did put yeah. a link into the comments there, but, uh, essentially Nolan said, that's my guy. That's one person that never did anything wrong. I get sensitive talking about it just because I love him. He never did anything wrong in his three years. He was supposed to graduate. His brother passed like that. I'm sorry to his mama. No one should live like that. And uh, he said that he got emotional because apparently he was in a conversation with the Cincinnati Bengals. They were asking him about it as well, and uh, he got emotional then too. He said he's the juice guy for Georgia, and if you've heard him talk, then you know that that's accurate. Even after he got hurt, he was very much the heartbeat of the team, stuck around and motivated a lot of people and uh, said in that session with the media today at the Combine that he'll be a resource for Georgia players for years to come. Uh, Palmer, looks like you got it pulled up here. I'll let you launch that if you're able to. I'll tell you what, man, when he says that about about his mom and losing his brother that way, that uh, that's a dagger to the uh to the heart right there it's hard to listen to yeah this episode is brought to you by hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology they have tons of innovative products like venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation and hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility loved by athletes like naomi osaka and erling holland try them yourself Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Well. Yeah, I, I can't I can't hear it, Palmer, but um We've got gremlins tonight, fellas. It's fine. It's it's just <laughs> one of those nights it happens. We'll get through it. But the uh the fact of the matter is this is this is just what's happened this offseason. That's yeah. that's how it's gone for Georgia. And they've got the NFL combine to look forward to. And on the other hand, they've got a lot of legal uh, hoops and uh, problems, questions to answer. And there are a lot of dots out there from that night and from Georgia's players, Jamon Dumas Johnson with his own uh, charge, racing, speeding the night after the national championship, like we said, and we're not banging on these guys. We're just telling no. you what happened. And when there's a pattern, when there are repeated offenses like this, you got to wonder what's going on. Why is it happening and what will be done to fix it? So that's what we're going to be looking at all off season alongside looking at the NFL draft combine 
and looking at Georgia spring practice. It's pretty surreal to think about all of these things going on at the same time, but that's the reality for the dogs right now. And, and you mentioned the combine and it's unfortunate that this will take away from some of what Georgia did on the field um, because rather than, than media members asking about their two straight national championships uh, asking about the, you know their their favorite plays during those runs and and what it, what not they'll be asking about Jalen Carter and and character issues um, and you know bigger program wide issues. Um, this is the story of the combine, and I have a very hard time imagining anything that would overtake that. And we are in day one of four um for media um yeah this isn't just a georgia player there that got in trouble this is the projected number one pick i mean no doubt it's going to be the story of the combine on day one and yeah and and afterwards after everything went down with with jalen not showing up to the interview um again i don't know if that was included in this in in our live stream or not but jalen was supposed to was scheduled to meet with the media um, and that got called off. Um, an NFL spokesperson told us that he was still in med- – he and five others were still in medical um, testing, um, whether – you know, take it for what you want there. Um, but Jalen Carter did not speak with the media. Um, but after that, that was, that was supposed to be the last media session with players for the day. Um, that obviously didn't occur, but we did hear from NFL GMs and head coaches, a couple of them uh, this afternoon. Majority of them talked on Tuesday, but a couple of them spoke today. And pretty much everyone was asked in some way, shape, or form, either directly about Jalen Carter or indirectly about players and their off-field issues and, and how they handle uh, that as a part of the draft process as well. Well, Jake, you I want to make I want to make a couple points here real yeah. quick though. Uh, you know, Malik Savage uh, over here in our comments talking about having players follow the rules. I, I get that sentiment. I really do. Um, we're talking about two, maybe three guys out of eighty-five on scholarship and one hundred and ten on the entire team. Uh, most of the guys are. Um, it sucks that some guys kind of got a little wild um, behind the wheel. Um, again, I'll point to the fact that. You know, if you're under 25 years old, they charge you an arm and a leg for insurance for a reason. Uh, those guys are just prone to being that way. Um, I drove like a maniac when I was that age. Still do sometimes. I'm not going to lie, um, but not reckless driving or anything in, you know crazy like that. I do. I want to mention something else too. And this off season has taught me to respect a comment that I kind of had some criticisms for at the time, and then softened up on a bit a little bit later. And it was made by Mark Rick when he said, "Rings collect dust." And it was about the relationships and it was about the bonds formed. And listen, I, I know why that comment was criticized. I think it was taken out of context. You were talking about a guy having a tender moment with a bunch of seniors. I'm, I'm sitting here my second straight off season of, with Georgia winning a national championship. And uh, it couldn't be kind of the furthest thing from a lot of our minds uh, right now. Um, you know, last year it was um, – Last year, it was kind of ridiculous. Most folks were just kind of pissed off that Stetson Bennett was coming back and didn't think that Georgia could repeat, and then he comes back and does it. This year, we're learning um, that Georgia would trade both of them for the lives of Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix, and um, there are bigger things in this sport of football. And and one of those bigger things, in my opinion, is these fo- these football players 
at the University of Georgia realizing that they're not invincible. And listen, this is not just a Georgia thing. I mean, Henry Ruggs, uh, you know, pulled yeah. you know a stunt like this in the NFL, and it was it's, it's, it was bad. It was way, Georgia's situation could have been that bad. It it wasn't. I mean, some people lost their lives, but you know, Ruggs took the life of somebody else. And I'm not trying to make comparisons here, but you know, this is this is something that I, I really really hope and and pray and and if you pray too you should do it too that the people learn from this not just georgia players but players in the area players not in the area high school players you know the 16 year olds that are going to be coming to drive here so i hope everybody learns from this because ultimately um you know this this could have all been avoided and chandler Lacroix and uh and devin willick and, and jalen carter jalen carter could be getting ready to be the number one pick and he could have a couple of friends to text when it happened, and he doesn't. And it breaks my heart. And, um, you know, I just hope everybody learns from it. And yep. obviously I hope Georgia cleans up some of the protocol issues that, that that went into this. People talk about Georgia has a cultural problem. No, Georgia has a protocol problem. Um, you know, somebody kind of, you know, broke protocol or or there wasn't enough oversight uh, there, and, and you know, there was a, a vehicle involved. I have a hard time believing it wouldn't have happened in another vehicle. Um, it's – but as of what we understand right now, and I do have a little bit of information here from behind the scenes, it does look like this is kind of very much near the finish line of where this thing is going. Um, you know, and the fact that Jalen Carter was not charged with leaving the scene um, suggests that that he, you know, was at the scene. And, and unlike what the AJC reported, even though I thought this final report of theirs or this most recent report of theirs of Carter shifting his narratives um, was important. Um, and I think Carter's going to have to answer for that, and we'll see how it works out. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to when I said, you know, maybe he panicked, and people panic, man. I, I mean, look, I'm not excusing whatever happened, if anything illegal did happen, but people panic. People don't tell the truth. People fib. People get nervous, and when you look at what he had on the line as a human, I mean, that it makes sense. It's not crazy to think. The one the one thing that – uh you know, I want to make a note of before we move on and actually talk about the rest of the combine. Um, this is a high pressure deal that these players sign up for when they play at Georgia. And that is not the way to blow off steam. No doubt about it. But when you look at what these guys put behind them, the season that they put behind them, the time they invested, the work that they invested, again, it's another human nature thing, man. You won the national championship. You're on top of the world. You got a few weeks before you had to really start thinking about work again. You think you're invincible. I mean, it, it, it's tragic. And I expect that Georgia will be reaching those heights again at some point in the next few years. And as you said, Jake, hopefully, uh, prayerfully, the protocols are much safer and uh, in line for everybody. So this never happens again. Um, Jake, you did, you did write today about the, uh, feedback that you heard that we heard in Palmer that you heard as well, uh, from some coaches, from executives at the combine. What's the general sense there? Is it, we don't really know enough yet, or is it already kind of altering how these people are thinking about Jalen Carter? I think everybody seems to be in fact-finding mode, I think. And, and listen, everybody's going to do their due diligence. Some people are probably going to be turned off by a little bit, and some aren't. Um, you know, I, I'm really interested to see 
All right, what, what's Jalen Carter basing off the, all this off of? Um, you know, what 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 did what did they get wrong? What what's uh, what's you know what is uh, what's going to be his rebuttal here? Because um, he's going to have to turn himself in. Um, I, I think that that's you know that's going to be the first you know shoot a drop there, and then you know from there, um, what you know what is he going to have to kind of be able to you know go on his side? I mean, or is that just kind of the stock answer that everybody gives whenever they're accused of something? Because um, we've seen it time and time again. People say, I will be exonerated, and exoneration doesn't really come that easily. So uh, I, I'm wondering if he's got some proof or some stuff to kind of, you know, use to defend himself on this. Yeah, and, I, and I'll be very curious to see um, what, um, you know, what March 15th in that, in that Georgia Pro Day looks like. Is he in attendance? Yep. Is he working out like he had originally planned? Uh, is he answering questions from the media? I mean, that's typically not all that organized of a, of a media event. It's kind of more, you know, scrums that just occur. Um, you get what once. you can get. Yeah. I mean, Wes, I, I remember me and you talked to Quay Walker um, last year, just the two of us, as, as he was kind of walking out of the building. Just waiting for um, people to leave. Yeah. 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 So – you know, what does that day look like? Um, what does March 14th, the day before that, um, and, and the, the start of spring practice look like? You know, how many people, um, who all is in attendance, um, you know, and, and, and what is said by Kirby and, and UGA um, in an offseason that has included um, lots Lots has occurred since the national championship. Yeah. It, Jake, you nailed it, man. It, it feels like the furthest thing possible. It, it really does seem like an alternate timeline. It's just crazy. Uh, looking ahead, so what's the schedule this week, Palmer? D Lyman, linebackers working out tomorrow? So, so tomorrow morning, um, so, so today we heard from defensive linemen and linebackers. Um, the way it works is is the the schedule for these guys is that they arrive, they do some some team meetings and and meetings with the NFLPA and stuff. Um, on day one, day two, they talk to the media, continue with team interviews. Day three, they go through on field workouts, um, more team interviews, and then and and their measures. Um, and, and then day four, they do bench press and depart from Indianapolis. Um, so today was day one for the defensive linemen and linebackers. They'll take the field tomorrow. Uh, we will hear from, uh, excuse me, today was day two for those guys. Um, day one in, with dealing with the media. Um, we will hear from defensive backs and specialists tomorrow um, while linebackers and defensive linemen go through their on-field drills uh, that, that second group of DVs and specialists take the field on Friday. Uh, and that's when we will hear from in the morning quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends. Um, that group works out on Saturday when we will hear from running backs and offensive linemen and then running backs and offensive linemen, uh, close out the combine for us on Sunday. Uh, NFL network will have coverage 3 p.m., 3 p.m., 1 p.m., 1 p.m. Uh, over the course of those four days. Um, and we will have you covered from the 
interview sessions in the morning with those 12 Georgia players, nine more to go. What are you looking forward to the most? Which interview now? I mean, all, all this stuff is probably going to change. I mean, every player is going to have to answer different questions than they were originally going to have to answer now. But outside of that narrative, who do you want to hear from the most? I mean, Stetson is always going to be the answer. Um, even before this, Stetson is probably going to be asked his own questions um, about off-field things um, and, and his – arrest that occurred in Dallas um there's going to be questions for him that come from that and and so um you know that 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 was always even even if you include the off if you include the off-field stuff Stetson was the answer if you exclude that Stetson probably is still the answer um just the questions that he will be asked the quotes that we know he gives, he's, he's a good interview. See how he's been coached up on how to answer the questions about himself and yeah, how he's gotten yeah. back to work. I mean, there's been some workout videos. I, this The Gremlins are just relentless tonight. I, I can't share any videos, but you've seen the videos more than likely of Stetson working out now in Dallas, putting some considerable zip on the football. I mean, he really does have an opportunity now at the Combine, and I don't know what his – Georgia Pro Day plans will be, but he's got an opportunity to put some of that stuff behind him if he can show what he's been showing in these videos at the combine, connecting with receivers. Yeah, yeah it's a big, it's, it's say, a big few days for him. Yeah, big few the, days. The, the the on field workout that I'm looking forward to the most would be. I'll give you one on both sides of the ball. Um, and I guess my answer changes on defense. I was really looking forward uh, to seeing Keely Ringo work out. Um, that's one that I think has always uh, – people have always had circled because he's a, a freak. Um, there's a freak on the offensive side of the ball that's six foot seven and plays tight end that I'm looking forward to seeing in Darnell Washington. But I will add in now, uh, given today's – um, interviews and, and the answer that he gave, I'm really looking forward to seeing Nolan Smith back in action. I mean, yeah. um, so the season-ending injury end of October. Um, he is not going to bench press this week. Um, but I asked him, I said, hey, you're not going to bench press. Are you going to work out on the field or are you going to save that for pro day? He said, no, nah, man, I'm a football player. I'm here to play football. I'm going to work out on the field. Dog. In that. Dog. Um. Yeah, look, can you Jake, can you put into words what it was like the first time you saw Darnell Washington in person? It really does not do it justice, even on television. When you see the that, guy out there compared to big dudes, sometimes on the TV you don't realize how big those dudes are, and they look normal. I'll tell you it what, a, man. A, I, a mountain of a human being. It would have caught me a lot more off guard the first time I saw him in person if I didn't see Isaiah Wilson a lot more in person. Uh, Isaiah Wilson is the most uh, hide the sunshine person I think I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, both him and Ben Cleveland, Georgia had them on the same team, which is you know outrageous. I think, and then they had Ben Cleveland and, and uh, Darnell on the same team in 2020, I believe. Uh, so I mean, it's they've had some big dudes, man. And I tell you, another dude that was like that, Devin Willick. 
Devin Willick was that kind of dude as well. I mean, they Georgia's had a lot of big ones. Massive. But Darnell, watching Darnell move in person, I think is the main thing. Is like watching him get in the open field, watching people try to tackle him. Somebody try to tackle him low. He hurdles. He's a special player, and uh, you know if he can get in there and bust, if he can break four seven in the forty, um, or I think maybe if he can break four seven five in the forty. I think some teams are really going to like him, and you know, the, you know, all this talk about Todd Munkin, right? And and Todd Munkin possibly drafting Stetson Bennett. I said I don't see that happen. I still don't. Um, talking to some people, uh, I get the impression that if Todd Munkin has a chance to draft Darnell Washington, he'll draft Darnell Washington because those two. That is a guy, Darnell, that that Todd Munkin loves. An offensive tackle that can catch the football and is yeah. allowed to do it. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one. I mean, he could take Darnell and Kenny McIntosh in the same draft potentially. Yeah. I, you know, but on one hand, uh, you know, it would be cool. On the other hand, um, if that Ravens juju is still around with everybody getting injured, hope, hope those guys don't go there. Maybe they can flush that Ravens juju before that happens. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. But hey, the Ravens do have, and I think I've said this on here before, the Ravens do have the most Georgia players in the league. Oh, they do? For some reason, I thought it was the Giants. No, I, I think um, because DeAndre Baker is not with the Giants anymore. Lorenzo um, Carter is not with the Giants. Lorenzo's yeah. It's it's. Uh, sorry, I'm distracted by Alabama Auburn. There was a little bit of a scuffle in their basketball game, uh, but yeah, they've got Nick Moore, Ben Cleveland, um, Roquan, Roquan, yeah, and, Roquan, and, uh, that's right, and, and Houston as well. Palmer just pulled a Brent Musburger. Do y'all remember when Brent Musburger was kind of in the sunset of his TV career with the SEC Network? And he'd be work like I don't know. Y'all might have been in the press box. Palmer, you were probably in school. No, I, I remember. I remember in middle exactly school. what I don't you're know. talking about. But he'd be watching a Georgia game, like doing the call with uh, Palmer, different Palmer, Jesse Palmer. And he would be calling the game, but then also looking off the screen – and talking about what was happening in the <laughs> Iron Bowl or with uh, A.J. McCarron's girlfriend. I, b- I believe the main thing, the number one game this happened in was the 2016 Georgia-Missouri game uh, when I believe Georgia and I believe uh, Alabama and Ole Miss were playing. And Ole Miss, um, it, it was a game that came down to the wire. Ole Miss had beaten Alabama. And I remember watching that replay because everybody was complaining about Musburger and how he wouldn't stop talking about the – Ole Miss Alabama game. I think that was the one. Uh, but yeah, he he had he did like to. I think he probably had had to sprinkle a little on the uh, on on that one. I think he was always just hoping that McCarron's girlfriend was there. <laughs> probably he did that flip show, out there. Captain uh, Webb. <laughs> that, yeah, that Webb was there. That they'd show the Alabama quarterback's fiance. Um, well, look, something that's always worth looking at is breaking tea and this uh, collection of Georgia apparel. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs as well. Glory, glory to the champions. Look, 
if the vibes around Georgia right now are not uh, great, and if we're not really talking as much about the national championship as we'd like, at least you can wear the national championship vibes on your chest. Check out Breaking Tea. There's always a link to the store in the show description. So y'all hop on over there and do that. Uh, guys, let's just go ahead and chop some wood. I I don't have anything else to add to what's going on at Georgia right now. I'm excited to see the combine. I am not excited to hear all of the interview portions because uh, Palmer, like you know, they're all going to sound the same. But I know you're going to bring some great coverage back and reporting uh, back some great stuff, beaming it up to the Dogs HQ satellite and sending it back down to us. It's going to be a good week for the Dogs yet again. And I'll just chop wood about that. Uh, Look, Georgia ran the NFL Combine last season. The off-field stuff will be present. It will be prevalent. It will be uh, difficult for those guys to deal with. And I know that they're all figuring out how they're going to approach it. But on the field, as they work out and as they show what they're made of physically, I'm ready to see Kenny McIntosh. And he's been the guy, and, and Palmer, you've written about him recently too. Jim Nagy just pointed out how good he is at pass blocking. Daniel Jeremiah said he needed to work on his pass blocking, so I guess we'll actually see what Kenny McIntosh is made of when some of these drills pop off. But he's really buried on this list of NFL running backs. I know it's a deep class. I know there's a lot of talent there uh, with Jameer Gibbs and Robinson out of Texas. But Kenny McIntosh did a lot of special things for Georgia. They knew how to use him, and that was an NFL offensive coordinator that knew how to use him too, and they did a pretty good job with it. So I'm excited to see Kenny Mack. That's what I'm chopping What about this week as uh, RBU gets to represent itself yet again in Indianapolis, and uh, Georgia knows how to do it. They know how to win there. They know how to do big things. Do y'all think he is a day two or a day three pick? I think he's they're, got a good chance to go on day two. It's, it's really going to do. I think I, it I really think depends so on how he runs because if he goes out there, in my opinion, if he runs out there and he posts, you know, something George Pickens like, just in terms of him running a couple tenths faster than maybe you think he can, like you know, I'm kind of expecting mid four fives, high, you know, high four fives. Um, if he goes out there and runs like a low four four. I think he could probably go second round and and uh he might be able to you know cuz then all of a sudden you start looking oh man he can return kickoffs he can uh he, he can do some pretty special things for you uh but you know like I've said that that 1333 yards in 15 games last season total um pretty special season for a guy who never really carried the ball 20 times in a game oh yeah, yeah. he didn't have more than and a lot of tread and a lot of tread left on those tires that's really going to appeal to an NFL team you're right yeah until this season, yeah. he didn't have – he didn't even hit 100 carries in a season until this season. Um, and I, I believe uh, Del McGee said that he had the best running back hands as a pass catcher since Swift, and DeAndre Swift could snag it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you all. I, I think he's going to be a day two pick, but there was uh, some discussion on our board about that and uh, wanted to see what you all thought there. I You know, and, and, and one thing that I'll add is – um, listening to Daniel Jeremiah's comments on this running back class is there is, and I may have said this on the last show. I don't, I, we're mixing up all the days here, but there's, when there's a, there are, it's a very deep running back class. And 
there's a good chance that there's a run on running backs at some point. Um, try saying that three times real fast. Well, there are a lot um, of uh, free agency moves going on at running back too, and it's it's yeah. already such a tenuous position. It's like musical chairs, man. Yeah. So I think that's where Kenny has a chance that if when a team decides probably in those first two days that they, you know, want their running back and other teams realize, hey, if, if we're going to get one of the, the guys at this position, we got to take him here in the next five to ten picks. I think that's where Kenny's got a good chance. He's not the number one running back in this class. That's Bijan Robinson. I wouldn't say he's number two. I think Jameer Gibbs is a stud. Um, but I think he's got a chance to be a top five to seven running back in this class. Okay. That's what he should be. We'll see if he actually if he actually goes there. I mean, a lot of the mock lists and running back rankings that I've seen have him anywhere from like number 11 to number 12 or 13. And maybe it's just the local bias because I see him every week. Uh, but seems like he would stand out head and shoulders above some of those guys but who knows yeah it kind of has a feel of maybe like a damian pierce from from last year that had a really good year for the texans um i i think that again i really do think it's going to come down to that 40 time because if he if he comes in there and he's quick i mean it's like zamir white last year i think zamir helped himself quite a bit by going in there and running a great 40 um and zamir's not as multi-talented i think he's a better runner like a better you know true runner of the football but he's not a multi-talented back like kenny mcintosh is i'll go ahead and chop wood on the fact that we're at march 1st georgia starts spring practice this month georgia's gonna start spring practice uh 13 days basically two weeks from yesterday we are exactly two weeks away from georgia pro day um it's gonna be a fun uh fun five weeks i'm ready for it got a quarterback competition coming up a a real one that we kind of get to witness and, and unfold uh, or, or, you know, kind of cover and step by step. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I just uh, I'm ready to get back to it. I know that I'm, I'm ready to get back to to kind of uh, seeing ball and and uh, kind of covering the team that I cover and, uh, you know, not having to do kind of all this off field digging and and mm-hmm. and criticizing and opinion and all that stuff. I want to do some reporting and um, tell you what I see with my own eyes, because I, I honestly, Palmer, I hadn't seen a practice since 2021. Uh, only thing I've seen is yoga. Otherwise, oh, <laughs> well, it helped Brock Bowers. It helped Brock yeah. Bowers to do yoga before the Peach Bowl. He got limber. Uh, Jake, you keep bringing up the forty times, and and we could have discussed this on the show. And I'll just ask y'all this: What any predictions on the forty times? Any bold predictions? No, Robert Beal had one today. He thinks he's going to run in the four fives. I like uh, I like uh, uh, Broderick Jones to do something freakish. I think wow. Broderick Jones. I think Broderick Jones. It's not gonna. I don't think it'll be a huge deal for an offensive tackle. Um, not gonna surprise me if Broderick Jones puts up a, a, a Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt type number. Um, I'll take Stetson. I'll take Stetson as my forty yard dash guy. That if you pay attention, it won't surprise you if he has a good time. But if he goes out there and blisters the turf. People are going to be talking about it for a couple of days. So well, I'll go well, just go t- just go time him on his run against Auburn, and, yeah. and you know you can probably get a forty yard dash somewhere in there. Game speed, um, baby. There was some there was some talk during the season about him hitting some GPS number like twenty twenty one or something like that. I, I thought, yeah, hmm. I remember that vaguely. Um, all right, 
So enough enough about this. I'll get to my chopping wood. I am chopping wood about Nolan Smith and the walking, talking commercial that he is for UGA. Um, today, great interview session. Um, just just hearing from the national folks, uh, the NFL people that are around, they were blown away by Nolan. Um, for the UGA folks that are here, um, it was a normal interview session with Nolan. And, and that says a lot about how good he is. Time in and time out. Um, he, this guy is great with the media. You can tell he cares. Um, there's a lot of guys that, that are forced to do it, that um, you know don't want to be talking to us. And sure, he probably has better things to do than talk to me and you guys. And um, he's probably being forced to do it. I mean, I know he's being forced to do it here, but you can tell that he um, – that he cares about UGA and, you know, the excitement that he has. I mean, he was about to, you know, jump through the podium today um, talking about next year's team. And, you know, he was like, Oh guys, y'all are getting me really excited about Georgia football. Um, The same way that you see that you can sense in a fan, Nolan Smith was a fan on the field this past year. Um, He said, I'm going to be at the first game this year. Uh, you know, probably wearing jeans as opposed to, you know, his, his pads. Uh, but he is excited to see this team. He said, um, I'll, I'll have a story out tomorrow, um, maybe tomorrow. I'll tentatively possibly maybe have it out tomorrow. Um, I'm quoting on, you on that. You got to have it. Based, based on everything that goes on. Um, but a lot of talk about next year's team. Um, he had a really good catchphrase for the – uh, for the linebacker crew, um, talking to him, talking to Robert Beal, those guys are excited about what this this linebacker group has uh, in store for them next year. Um, and and one thing that really stood out to me about Nolan today, he said when his time in football is done, he was asked, you know, hey, what was the thing that you learned the most about yourself when you weren't playing? He said, I – he talked about how he wants to be a coach. Um at some point in his career, wants to be a coach, um, probably wants to start at the high school level because of the way he feels like he can impact a kid. Um, but based on the way that he talks about UGA and and gets people fired up about what he's talking about, I think he'd be one hell of a college coach and, and a great recruiter at that. So I'm chopping wood about Nolan Smith. Yeah, that team's going to win – like back-to-back-to-back region titles if he's a high school head coach. Yeah, Nolan, great interview. I posted the link up here earlier in the comments. It's on our channel at Dogs HQ. Go watch the whole thing that Palmer shot. And subscribe to Dogs HQ on YouTube for more of that coverage from Indianapolis as Palmer will have it for the rest of the week. And uh, also uploaded some little bonus morsels there, Palmer. Owen Papo. And who else did you get? Um, I mean, I got a lot. There's a couple scheduled in there that'll go up uh, throughout the day. But the two that are live right now, Owen Pepo from Auburn and uh, Byron Byron Young, not Byron Jones, Byron Young uh, from Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. So for the SEC fans in here just trolling us, you can still find some players that you might like. Tennessee man. Come on. Come, come, Come give it a view. Uh, good stuff ahead. Palmer, thank you for everything you're bringing back from Indy. Jake, thanks for joining us as always. And thank you, everyone that is in the comments, contributing, chatting, 
keeping it civil, I hope. Uh, tough week, and let's keep it in perspective. It's bigger than ball. Be nice. Y'all uh, subscribe. We'll catch you next time. We'll be back Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. and on Bark After Dark at 9 p.m. every Monday. See you then. Peace. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.